Don't touch that dial. Grab a seat in front of the television, not too close. And don't pick at the marshmallows, cause here comes the Frosted Side. With the Daves, Dave Morrison and Dave Linquist. Saturday morning, it's a magical ride. So hop on board with the Frosted Side. Dave M, Dave L, watch the Saturday shows and give you useful facts that only Morrison knows. They bring on a guest, review a cartoon and a sugary cereal. Grab a spoon, don't touch that channel. Grab some chow, the frosted side. It begins now. Well, how's everybody doing? Welcome to Bobby's World. Yeah, what he said. Uh, well, not only is today's show great, but we have some really special... Wait, wait, wait. Okay, before you go any further, can I ask a question? Sure, go ahead. Okay, Howie, here's a question. Okay, okay. How much wood... But a woodchuck chuck, if a woodchuck could chuck wood. Eight. That's correct. Let's start the show. Well, howdy, folks. How's your summer going? It's Dave Morrison alongside Dave Linquist. Sometimes you have emergency pet issues, and sometimes your former place of employment makes TMZ. Yeah, sometimes your uh, garage floods in the middle of recording an episode. It's, uh, that, that, that kind of summer, Dave. You know? Oh, my God. Oh, I felt yeah. so bad for you. Everything dried out, right? There's no awful smell. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're good. It was it was the final motivation to toss out this old rug I've had sitting around it down there for years. So you know, kind of kind of kickstarted. What kind of rug? So. Uh, just old like kind of a like knockoff of a Persian uh, style rug. Just well, that's probably fancy. Good. Yeah. All right, so we have. I, I think it was a building nineteen oh, building special 19. actually. Oof. Give it a toss. <laughs> That's a uh, that's a very regional mm, reference. 19, rest in peace or rest in power. Right. Actually, there was a Building 19 that Kimmy used to go to all the time in New Hampshire, where she grew up. And uh, I don't know what they turned that into, but the memory still lives on. And so do all your classic cartoons. My good friend Eric Harrison picked Bobby's World. Bobby for... And let me just readjust my mic here. Excuse me, folks. It's the magic of podcasting. Ah, now you can hear me in crystal clear HD. It's Bobby's World, Bobby the Candidate. What'd you think, Dave? Yeah, this was a this was a fun one. One I remember well. We kind of get into it in the episode, but like kind of cross generational. My brother and I, as I'm sure I've mentioned in the past, are like seven years apart in age, and that's one that kind of like hit a spot for both of us in the early '90s, where we could both you know watch it and be entertained by it. So it was fun to revisit. It was fun to revisit, and I watched it, and I'm a huge fan of Hallie Mandel, but I was never this interested in a Bobby's World episode, to say the very least, until I went back and I watched it. And Bobby, he's a very special young man, and we go into that in this episode, and we try some kicks which was my first taste yeah i'm i'm surprised that's one that that never you know came across your plate or however you phrase it as you know it's it's just such the generic in-between cereal i think i learned about it later on in life and i was just never really turned on by the branding of it because that's what it is i mean it's inherently boring it's all about the branding and I wasn't, it wasn't really my thing, even though I never tried it. And I always had this thing as a kid. If I didn't try it, 
it was because of the branding. But when I tried it, well, you'll hear it in the episode. It wasn't so bad, although it did kind of taste like going into a movie theater. It's funny. I'd, I'd never considered that before. You, you say that in the episode and, uh, man, the entire rest of the boxes I was eating and I was thinking like kettle corn. <laughs> You're spot on. Like We'll have to we'll have to do corn pops next. You you said you've we'll never have, had those either. I right? never had corn pops, and ironically enough, that was the one cereal with the word corn in it that I wanted to try growing up. We try Kicks and we watch Bobby's World from 1996. It's uh, a little bit foreshadowing. That's the word I'm thinking of. Foreshadowing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can a 25-year-old cartoon be timely? <laughs> now we deal with Bobby for president, except this Bobby, the one in the White House, is a lot less lovable. And I don't know if you can teach this trainable. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, sad but true. But yeah. If you're listening and you're offended by this, na 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 na. <laughs> I, uh, I I echo I echo Dave's sentiments. <laughs> Dave Linkwist is the level-headed one. All right, I'm gonna go um, go and go try the rest of the kicks. I still have not finished it. Did you finish yours? Yeah, and thought of popcorn the entire time. So yeah, totally your fault. For that. I do. I have that effect on people. All right, should we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Don't touch that dial. Grab a seat in front of the television. Not too close. And don't pick out the marshmallows, because here comes another episode of The Frosted Side with our special guest Eric Harrison reviewing Bobby's World, Bobby the Candidate, and Kick Serial with the Daves, Dave Morrison and Dave Linquist. Welcome, everybody, to the Frosted Side. I'm Dave Morrison, and you are... Dave Lindquist. How's it going, Dave? Hey, how are you doing? It's been a while, buddy. Yeah, too long. Too Too long. long. Yeah, I know. We've got our uh, purely mobile setup going, and uh, a couple little hiccups starting here early, but uh, yeah, we should be good to go. Oh, don't uh, tell the listeners. Come on. It's radio. It's theater for the mind. Well, actually, it's not radio. It's podcasting, so... Uh, it's, uh, technically, uh, on Zencaster, which has been a godsend. I didn't even know I could hear you this crystal clear. Yeah, this, this is cool. So yeah, fingers crossed. I've, I've got a bit of a thunderstorm passing through now. So assuming I don't completely lose power, we should be good. Yeah. So, uh, looks like we've got we've some got thunderstorms a... coming this way yeah. at the time of this recording. So yeah, it's been way too long. We've had a few things happen between March and June because uh, I had to get some equipment upgrades on my end. I'm recording on my brand new Zoom H2N handy recorder, which is studio quality. So if it sounds crystal clear, it's not just because of the Zencaster. I'm doing this for my own <laughs> professional purposes. Uh, launched my new good, website. Good backup too, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great backup. DaveMorrison.net. 
so you don't have that annoying echo sound whenever you record commercials, or at least I won't, which I'm very excited about. Uh, I feel like a professional. I just posted on my Instagram my little office, my makeshift table, and I have uh, oh, that's awesome. Vladimir Putin in the background that I won uh, <laughs> Halloween 2019. It's my Vladimir Putin mask, my Vlad Putin mask. It, it's there at me uh, as we speak. I've got the Corey hotline from The Simpsons. And uh, <laughs> I love it. oh yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna put a camera in uh, when we start uh, doing more episodes this summer. Give everybody an inside look of what it's like in the daily world of Dave Morrison. I don't know if you're excited about that, Dave Lindquist, or, or if <laughs> oh, yeah. something that entertains you putting the uh, yeah, putting very, a camera. Well, I'm, I'm, Shay yeah, Newton no, mask. I'm, I'm getting a kick out of seeing everyone's little like makeshift home office setups kind of appearing here and there, and. Uh, yeah, it's been interesting. Uh, with Father's Day recently passing, my uh, wife Jess was talking about uh, potentially trying to recreate, speaking of The Simpsons, the uh, Maggie Simpson in uh, Homer's office do it for her sign with little uh, pictures of uh, my daughter Lucy. So oh my well, uh, I, I may have to attempt to do that myself. Uh, speaking of dads, we've got a uh, another one on the line here for our, our guest, guest who's waiting patiently. Eric. Uh, Eric. Eric. Hey, how you doing, Eric? Uh, can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, thank you so much. You sound wonderful. Let me introduce Eric Harrison, everyone. So hey, Eric how you doing? Harrison is a friend of mine from Rhode Island. I used to be into the jam band scene, or I guess you can say I still am in many ways, uh, a hippie at heart. And Eric and I met through a few mutual friends through college. Our friend Derek. Derek and I went to see fish several times, and that's how you and I connected, huh, Eric? Is that would you say that? Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's uh, I would say that's one hundred percent accurate. Oh yeah. Okay. And, can I hop in and grill you guys on on this whole jam band scene thing? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> let, me, let me just preface it by saying I I've always said that you know I don't like jam bands, but I love fish, so. Uh, okay, so that was that was that was the question. I went to a what was as close as possible to a uh, fish wedding because a, a friend of mine's fiance was now where her husband and friend of mine was quite the uh, fish sort of like devotee. And yeah, is it jam bands in, in general or is it just fish? Because I, I know people who are just oh, so like it goes both ways. Band. I mean, I, I love I love yeah. fish. They're my favorite band. But like my second favorite band, for example, is They Might Be Giants. So. You know, I saw. Okay, them, yeah, there's some variety. Now they, I saw them for free on the Greenway back in 2010. They did a free show for families because they came out with uh, "Here Come the ABCs" right around that time. Oh, it was a family. Hell yeah! And of course, Actually, Eric, you're a dad, so I'm sure you've got that bumping for your free little guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's heard plenty of both fish and they might be giants. Um, actually, the last the last show I saw before. Lockdown was they might be giants at the Columbus Theater in Providence. Aww. Oh, that's awesome! That is so. That's cool. that's funny. I was, uh, was uh, our whole you know topic of revisiting old cartoons and whatnot. I, I put on uh, a little Tiny Toon Adventures for my daughter for the first time. I've probably seen that show in twenty years or so. Just uh, earlier today to just see how it held up, and I think they had a few. Uh, they might be giants musical numbers. Yes, right? they did. Yeah, they had Particle Man. And they had Istanbul. Um, yes, yes. I, I I don't know if they had any others, but I definitely remember those two. 
Yeah, I, I, I think those were the ones. And uh, it was funny because that, that kind of leads into your choice of cartoon here. Um, when my wife and I were watching that, one of the characters on Tiny Toons, the... Oh, the female duck. I think it was Shirley. Shirley the loon has this oh, yeah. like, weird kind of cliched like valley girl voice that was like definitely a thing at the time. And, oh, yeah, because uh, like that, Melrose that, Place that, and 90210 yeah. were all, you know, at the yeah, same exactly. time. <laughs> and uh, that, that voice uh, shows up in uh, in your cartoon pick we've got today. And, and I took a look and it's actually the same voice actor for both of those. So, oh, nice. It's a small world. So do we want to get into Eric's pick of cartoon? Because I'm pretty excited about this one here. Let's get right into it. Bobby's World was the cartoon Bobby, the candidate, season six, episode 10, aired on the 4th of November, 1996, on Fox Kids Saturday morning. And uh, I'll let you introduce it, Eric, because it is a wonderful choice and timely for everything that's going on in our over-polarized world. Yeah, this was fitting. Yeah, I remembered this episode specifically. And, uh, you know, it, you know, you said Saturday morning cartoons. So there were a lot of cartoons I watched, but, like, I tried to think of specifically one I used to watch on Saturday mornings, and that was this one. And um, I forgot what what show that Howie Mandel was in for, for adults at the time, but I remember my dad watching it, and I was like, oh, that guy's funny. And then I was like, oh, there's a kid show with him. I watched a shitload of cartoons when I was a kid. Oh, can we swear, or is that... Yeah, we can swear. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. By any means. He's right. not coming um, after us. Yeah, I, know, I, I figured, but yeah, I, nobody has yet, and I yeah, it's, it's yeah, exactly. I, I don't I don't have a filter, so um, yeah, I remember I remember Bobby running for president, and um, I was like, I was just looking on YouTube for episodes I could find, and I saw that one, and I watched it again, and I was like, well, holy shit, it's like if someone kind of made a parody about child Donald Trump running for president <laughs> in, a, in a benign generic or generic kind of way you know oh Bobby generic. <laughs> nice nice but, um, word use there oh god so uh yeah let, let, let's touch on that the uh the the family's last name in this generic generic like there, there must have been some writer's rumor it just like ran out of ideas all right we'll just we'll just run with generic is the name well it's uh, i mean it's howie mandel i mean he didn't he you know it's all his idea he probably, I'm sure oh, yeah. he name, but I remember watching like the final episode and like it was the first like series finale that I was like sad about. I was like, oh, uh, I'm gonna miss the show. You know, you you were a devotee of Bobby's world. Yeah, I definitely was. Could you let me ask you this, like, Eric? And uh, if you say no, I will be absolutely crushed. Can you do the Bobby's world impression? Because there was a kid back in college that could do Bobby's world. He could do uh, everything. Yeah. I, would, I, haven't, I, would, I haven't tried, but I, I probably could as a kid, but um, it's, it's, it's I don't all know, the like, nostrils. You got to I, yeah, no, I, I can't. I don't know. I, if I if I practiced, I probably could, but no, yeah. not, not on the spot. I'm sorry. No, don't worry about it. Did you guys see the little tidbit of how Howie Mandel came up with that voice? No. Uh, oh, I did actually, but now I've forgotten. So please tell me. Yes, so apparently, he was choking on a sandwich, and like yes. that noise came out of him, and he you know figured out a way of recreating it, which I'm thinking must have been pretty early on because. Uh, well, he said he was only like ten or twelve, I think. 
Oh, it was that young. Okay, yeah, that makes sense because it's similar to the voice he does for um this or the sound effects for uh, Gizmo in Gremlins. Uh, he was the voice of Gizmo, and oh, I didn't know that. That far off. I, I always thought it was because he uh, tried to blow himself up with a surgical mask, and maybe there was some after effects of doing just that. You know, it came that, from that. That was his. His stand-up thing, right? He like put a, a put glove a over mask. his head, uh, surgical uh, gloves on, I think, or something. Yeah, and like put it over his head and like inflated it like a balloon over his head. Like yeah. that, that was his big like stand-up routine thing. Yeah, I got acquainted with him on uh, Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I saw something about that. Like reading up on him, I have no memory of what that was. Mother Goose Rock oh, and Rhyme. Where the it was on the Disney Channel back in the uh, yeah, that was on my end. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, nothing. I heard the cops. Police driving by in the background. Oh, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, no, I watched that as a kid, and I was really looking forward to watching Mother Goose Rock and Rhyme, but that's how I got acquainted with Hallie Mandel, and uh, and then I kind of forgot about him for many years. Um, I'd see Bobby's World, but I had no idea that that was Hallie Mandel's, uh, you know, baby until you know, years, years later. And of course, uh, you know, I, I watch him on Howard Stern and all he would ever talk about is his OCD. Oh, well, his character, Bobby is to be on an IEP. Let's just put it that way. Very <laughs> yeah. Special. Not to offend well, anyone, but he is kind of special. As but, you know, he can also take things like super literally too, which is what makes things funny. Which for, yeah, Okay. For, so yeah. Eric, uh, question on that. Like, do you remember if that was the hook of the show? Is because I, I remember I remember watching this show, but like rewatching this episode, it's that like him yeah. taking turns of phrase literally, or like misinterpreting like yeah. wordplay people are using and just kind of running with it. Is that yes. the hook from like every episode? And is he? Like, there's a lot of that, yeah. but there's a lot of that, and a lot of the payoffs for that are. Then those literal things actually happening, like in this episode, right. the fat lady sings, and like yeah, you know, the fat lady singing. comes in and sings, and he's like, "Oh man, it's over." Now let me ask you guys this: How do you feel about that now, given the world that we're living in? Uh, we know the expression; it's not over till the fat lady sings. Obviously, it's one of the oldest expressions in the book. But given today's uh, climate, where words and expressions are being phased out. Do you think that something along those lines could work in today's society? I mean, that particular line, I'm sure probably not. You know, yeah, that's what but, I think. You know, I, I have, I have friends who describe themselves as fat, and you know, it's it's a disarming technique. Really. Like, yeah, it's it's you know, I'd never use it in a derogatory way, but you know, as a line from the show, whatever. No. Yeah, I think I think in any cartoon along these lines produced today, I, I think there'd be you know a room full of people looking out for such things and kind of cutting any sort of little lines like that. At, at least in a cartoon devoted to the target audience of this show, which I feel like skews young. But th- that kind of uh, I don't know, Eric. Any thoughts? Well, I mean, it, it, it's definitely a show with grown-up appeal too. Um, like, it's definitely made with jokes so that parents can watch it with their kids and also find it funny. But it was made in the early '90s when, you know, that was a benign saying that nobody thought right. twice about. Right. And so, so yeah, like I, I agree that you'd never, it, you know, you'd never put that phrase, that particular phrase. But you know, traditionally, 
the aria singers and operas have been larger women. So, you know, it, it's just, you know, whatever. I, I'm not, it's not a phrase I would use, but I'm not offended hearing it in an almost 30-year-old cartoon. key thing about giving a speech is to start with a joke, Babu. What if they don't like my speech and don't want to vote for me? Oh, don't worry. You never give up till it's over, and it ain't over until the fat lady sings. Start with a joke. So it's interesting that you get at that parents liking this show too. Because so I was born in '81, my brother was born in '88. So you know, seven year gap or whatever, we almost never came across like the same shows that we were watching when when this was on. It ran from like '90 to '98, I think it was September eighth, 1992, February twenty third, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. So, so a couple of years into the run, say like 92, 93 or so, my brother's like maybe five or six years old and I'm like, what, like 11 or 12 or something. And this was one of those rare or like kind of confluence ones where we, we'd both be watching it and getting different things out of it and entertained by it. And there's, uh, there's definitely something to be said for that. Hey, I, 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 I'm sorry. Everything okay? Yeah, yeah, no, I was, I, I just got a text from my wife and I was responding to it. I apologize. Oh, no worries. Oh, you're multitasking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's in Maine for another week, like hanging out with her parents. Oh, multitasking. Everything is fine. Uh, I mean, I want. Oh, hey, bud. Oh, and now, now James is saying hi. Hi there. Everything's going great today. This, this is, this is perfect. Oh, I'm not building a fortress. I hung that blanket up so that it would keep some of the sound from coming in from the other room. Does somebody want to say hi? You want to say hi, bud? He can't hear you guys because I got headphones on. But oh, yeah. I'm talking to my friends Dave and Dave about cartoon about a cartoon I used to watch when I was a kid. Yeah. Okay, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> he said, oh, and then just left. So. Yeah. Eric, you? Eric, how old's your son? He just turned five. Wait, what did you say, bud? What's cool about a shark? I'll show you. Where? It's in this room. Can you show me in here? It's on the big Oh, it's on the big screen. Okay. Uh, uh, let me, let me, feel okay. free to hop up for a second. Okay. All right. In the meantime. Right, no, I, yeah, I, can, I can see now. All right. I'm here. Did you all? All right. Sharks. They swim super fast because of their special scaly skin. They can move through water very quickly. This explains why sharks can move so fast underwater. When scientists wanted to invent a fast swimsuit, they created a fabric that mimicked a shark's skin. That's really awesome, bud. Cool. I learned something just yeah, now. Yeah, it does. Cool. All right. I'm going to go back to talking to my friends for a little while. All right. Need anything? Yeah. Okay. Love you. You know, you learn so much on the Frosted Side program. And uh, I think I learned more about sharks than uh, all right. Mike had our friend Alan uh, to talk. <laughs> I'm I'm loving this because you know my daughter just turned one a few weeks ago, so kind of like sneak preview. I love seeing like parents just with kids just a little bit older interacting. Oh my god, it gets so much better once they get a little older. Like 
just just yeah. being able to have a conversation oh i know well that's my thing like i'm very rational and logical and i like explaining things and like even yeah. when he was a baby and i got like frustrated i would just like explain the situation to him and my wife is like yeah. you know he's a baby he can i'm like i know but it's how i like relieve stress and like but now he can actually process what i'm saying and understand and respond and it's great <laughs> no that's it I, i'm almost looking forward to that why 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 phase oh, oh it's great yeah let's go look it up yeah exactly uh, yeah i love i love telling people what i know but i'll admit what i don't know and that it's fun to learn actually i think your son eric did the best impression of bobby i think it's the closest impression to bobby's <laughs> world that we're gonna get out of uh, the three of us adults <laughs> uh, that's that's fairly accurate i mean he is a five-year-old what, what is grade is bobby in in the show yes and it uh, was, uh he was at a preschool it was like a little red preschool or something actually you, oh, you okay. see it in the, so well james just graduated from preschool oh that's right yeah i, I remember the kids in the in the third row um he just graduated from preschool yesterday. He got his diploma and cap and gown and everything. Oh, was it social Congrats. distancing? Uh, yeah, it was a it was a car thing. Like, yeah, we uh, he got out. Well, they just reopened a few weeks ago with like special protocols in place, and like, you know, the kids are kept in the, the rooms aren't mixed together anymore, and the kids have their temperature taken every day, and the parents aren't allowed in the building, and the parents have to wear masks when they go up to the door to pick the kids up and whatnot. So. You know, it's it's as uh, it's as good as we can get. But uh, they they had they usually do the graduation in our town's Memorial Day parade every year, but obviously that didn't happen. So um, mm -hmm. they did this instead, which was really pretty. It was pretty cool. Like we pulled oh, the car. You know, did anybody throw awesome. a tantrum like in Florida for people afraid to wear masks because of their oh, given right? Mm -hmm. No, most people are actually following the rules around here. You know, they, like, oh, man, I was in Stanley's. I, you know Stanley's in Central Falls, the hamburger place? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was in there a couple of weeks ago because I was driving past it, and it was lunchtime, and I hadn't been there in a while. And, you know, they have all the they have all the stools blocked off, and there's only, like, three tables that are actually open, and they have big partitions around them and stuff. And, you know, there were only, like, two people in there, and everyone was wearing a mask but this one guy was like oh man you can thank you know auntie gina for this mask shit and um lady behind the counter the governor yeah oh yeah good point um and so then the lady behind the counter was like yeah i don't know why we're gonna wear these things like they don't do anything and like i you know i wanted i was trying to bite my tongue but i'm like you know, as calmly as i could i'm like look it doesn't you know it's not going to prevent virus particles from passing through the membrane. What it does do is prevent them from getting out into the air if you have them in your mouth and, you know, vice versa. Like, it, 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 like I don't know. It just, people are so fucking stupid and, like, dense and it just bothers the shit out of me. It's so frustrating. Yes. They, they sorry to, sorry to deviate, but, uh, all right, yeah. We, we can get back to talking about cartoons and cereal now. <laughs> no, that was, that was on my end. And uh, I, I asked that because I just had to, I had to digress. Hey, class. We're going to talk about elections. Does anyone know what an election is? I do, I do, I do. Yes, Bobby. What is an election? Election is a guy who wears a big tool belt that pulls his pants down so far in the back that you can see the top of his bottom. You have the whole roll of black tape in my house. They're at the Little Red Preschool. 
Um, I assume it's the Midwest because uh, Bobby uh, Generic and his parents have Midwestern accents. They sound like they're from and Minnesota. like different varieties of it too. Oh, don't you know? Don't you know? Like they different sound varieties like of Norman in Fargo. Don't you know? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's, that's one of my favorite movies. movies. Yeah, Bobby's teacher announces that there's going to be a classroom election, and Bobby is asked what uh, is an election, and he basically says that it's uh, somebody who exposes his his butt, and his teacher said, oh no, that's an electrician. This is an election where people are elected, and uh, she basically kind of pats him on the head, but it almost feels like a slap, like she just wanted okay, to Okay, I, re- I, I rewound that a couple times to tell if, like, she, was she hitting him or not, because it was, it was strange, like, just the way it was animated. Obviously, we certainly wouldn't allow that in today's day and age, but even for 1996, when this aired, it was kind of, it's kind of like, oof, because uh, slapping back in the 90s was not something that was really highly looked upon, and, and, and today it would be criminal. But she kind of I, really I think, hit him on the head that hard. Like, I don't know I if it... I think it was just meant to be, like, patting him on the head, and they just animated it poorly. Yeah, well. I, I saw it as, like, a, oh, you sweet thing. Like, you're, you're kind of dumb. And just, like, a pat on the head. Like, it's okay. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just choppy animation. I'm sure that it, it was it... Um, you know, I'm sure it was, like, shipped overseas, like most cartoons. It, it was almost like uh, the little clapper that they used, the clapboard that, like... <laughs> action it sounded in the back of your mind every parent just wanted to to slap their kid for saying something as stupid as that but we have to keep in mind that in addition to that being wrong they're also kids and kids have high imaginations it's just that bobby jenrick probably has a little bit more of a higher imagination she explains what what being a president is uh, can james explain what a president is do you want to get uh we want to get him in to explain uh, yeah, hang on. Hey, what did you say, dude? You... Bud, what did you say? He's not uh, talking no, to I, me. I, I, no, I think he's talking to. Uh, I think he's talking to the. I think I think he's just talking to the TV. Ah, uh, I do that all the time. Yeah. Keeps so, Dave, do you mind if I hop in with a question here? Go for it. So, Eric, I had this kind of on in the background if my one-year-old was kind of watching it along with me. Do you think this show would hold your son's attention now? And, I I mean, maybe he's a little on the young side for the target audience, but I'm wondering if this is the kind of show, you know, turns out. Yeah, I mean, he's he's pretty smart. I mean, I think he'd enjoy it. I was actually planning on watching it with him before doing this, but, you know, like I said, this whole week didn't exactly go according to plan, so here we are. I, I hear that. So continuing on, uh, she asked uh, his teacher asked Bobby what what uh, president means to him, and Bobby jumps in, thinks that oh, I've had perfect attendance, and he still yeah. doesn't. Get it. I've and never been absent. I've never been absent, and then uh, she explains that being president is kind of like being king, or he assumes that it's like being king, and then cuts to the king and i uh he's doing his best tool <laughs> brenner which you certainly couldn't do that today uh, yeah, no no age well but... it was it was there it aired on fox so you know go figure um <laughs> of course uh, he decides that he's gonna run for for president and then he's physically running and then his uh, jackie jumps in she and she's pretty cool she's got this kind of baritone uh voice and uh, she's got long pink tails 
Uh, and she's like, what are you doing? And she really feels sympathy for this kid. Well, she's got a big crush on him, too. Well, that's true. You know, it's like you don't get it. You're, you're a young kid, and you've got this young, cute girl who wants to, who's got a crush on you, and she wants to help you out. And she's willing to see past your, your ineptitude. Go for it. Well, yeah, but he also thinks girls are yucky. Like, that's the whole point. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, not every, well, I guess, I guess they were writing it from the standpoint that, you know, that every boy thinks that girls are yucky. Well, she gives him a kiss on the cheek in this episode, and he's like, ugh, gross. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that that's later down, but, you know, they, they, you know in real life, not every, every kid was like that. Growing up. Oh, I know. But this character was. This character was, but uh, play. I, I don't know about you guys, but you know, at least I played with. You know, I had young girl girlfriends growing up back back. Oh, in the I, we, we I've all, always we all, generally made friends with with girls better than. Oh yeah, my my, my own my own gender. I, I think this definitely played on like a stereotype that was like ever present across like cartoons at this time period, if not like a little earlier. It was like a girls versus boys you like like really kind of like drawing a line between the two like well, this show wasn't necessarily perpetuating that because it's kind of making fun of bobby so like when he is like reasoning why the the other uh candidate running against him initially is going to lose he's like well i win because i'm a boy and then you know he kind of not to skip ahead too much but gets his comeuppance or whatever but like i think that was definitely just like a trope across kids entertainment at the time was that that kind of like dividing line like ew it's us versus them she helps him she's so kind she takes time out of her busy schedule to teach the teach bobby uh the right way to run a campaign and she's just so patient with him. And one of his campaign promises is that he wants to be a president so that he, he can beat girls or something like that. He doesn't want girl president. And, and she's like, wow, that's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> so this kid is a little more than just turned off by girls. He's got a little bit of a... I mean, isn't uh, that essentially why Donald Trump ran? <laughs> yeah. It's a little disturbing right there. You know, I, I'd start testing the kid rather early if I were his parents. And uh, we're going to get to his parents, his mother, uh, Martha Jenrick. Martha Sven Jenrick. She definitely has that, that, uh, that voice. Oh, uh, don't you know? Don't you know? Hey, how are you? And, of course, her, her big thing was, for corn's sakes, for crying yeah. in the mud. And she's yeah. She's really getting into the election. She's watching the re- the primary results from New Hampshire. She's like, for the for crying in the New Hampshire, yeah. oh gosh darn, making everything for for the primary uh, in New Hampshire. Which honestly, because uh, uh, I'm so close to New Hampshire, and I know you guys are, uh, go up there a lot too. Uh, we all know New Hampshire first in the nation primary. It's a big thing for all the businesses. New Hampshire had its primary this year, and it's big for the the Red Arrow Diner and all the traditional places in the Granite State for those who listen and aren't familiar with New Hampshire. I don't think uh, any of us go so far as we have big feasts or political themed parties, unless you're working on one of the campaigns, then it's totally different. So uh, they were really involved in, in the primary season, this uh, the, the generic family. And then you had the uncle, who Uncle Ted, who was running for Elephant's Lodge. Uh, <laughs> 
uh, he had a little bit of a John Candy type voice. Yeah, if anybody, I was that thinking up. that. I, I yeah, I was trying to place the time, voice. But yeah, yeah, but it wasn't yeah, very John like Candy. Chicago kind of that uh, kind of Ontario meets uh, Michigan, kind of that Midwestern yeah. type of vibe, upper Midwest Canada. Kind of. Yeah, it was voiced by. Well, Zoe they live in Wisconsin. Wisconsin, right? Is that where they live? Yeah. I, was, I was wondering about that because this, this show just feels like profoundly Midwestern. Yeah, I don't know if Howie Mandel is from Wisconsin or not, but the, the show is, is set in Wisconsin. Canadian. Yeah, he's, he's from Ontario. Okay. Yeah, but uh, it, it's close enough. I, I've always noticed that the upper Midwest and, 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 and lower Ontario, they kind of have a little bit of the same kind of dialect with a few oh, for sure. different nuances, mostly nationalities. <laughs> yeah, but, there's, there's some Scandinavian accent meets like almost Irish that kind of slips in there and all gets kind of mixed together. Yeah. And of course, Uncle Ted's Ven, which is uh, uh, on the mother's side, the maternal side, that was voiced by late Tino Insana, who did a bunch of other cartoons. He gave Bobby all sorts of misguided information on how to run a presidential campaign. Tell tell the kids a funny joke. Uh, tell the kid, you know, make make some, you know. You know, shake hands and you know, kiss babies. Well, you know, all the typical presidential stuff that you know you think about for a kid's cartoon. But you know, I don't know about this elephant's lodge. It's kind of like the elk's lodge, but uh, uh, it sounds profoundly midwestern. And we'll get to that down the road. But uh, it sounds like this uncle doesn't have any clue on how to run a campaign himself because uh, they wanted to take Bobby, and the parents are like, no. Just don't take them. <laughs> yeah, I think there are real. There's some. I, I didn't know this at the time as a kid watching this show, but there's some real parallels between that uncle character and Bobby. In you know, not necessarily being the uh, brightest bulbs in the family. <laughs> no, you notice that the fa- father who looks like Howie Mandel and is voiced by Howie Mandel. He, you know, he's got the Howie Mandel mullet and. He's just kind of in the background. He seems rather normal. He just he kind of does his thing, go, you know, wears a tie and then, you know, is there to help. I can see uh, the environment that he's coming from is totally misguided and giving this kid all sorts of mixed messages. Yeah, not, not to mention the uh, the kind of entertaining siblings there, the, the, the both sort of stereotypes. I think we touched on it before, but so they got the uh, the older sister Kelly Jenrick, uh, the the fifteen year old tomboyish rebellious sister, which was another trope of every sitcom back or every not even sitcom but every cartoon back in the day back in the 90s specifically yeah, yeah, uh, but there, there's there's a dash of kelly bundy to her too and oh yes. well, that would make sense because yeah being fox yeah i see a lot of kelly bundy in her because like, she's you know she's not as dumb as kelly bundy but you know it's she's not she again she's not the sharpest leaf on the tree you know <laughs> and uh and then she, the there's a brother too right eric generic yeah the so, uh Go ahead. Generic big big brother, uh, you know, bully big brother stereotype. He's got the he's got the tail. very like late eighties, early rat tail. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Well, interesting fact: in the final season, Pamela Adelon voiced Derek Jenrick. Not in this episode. Kevin Michael was the voice. But for anybody who doesn't know Pamela Adelon from Louis C.K. and King of the Hill, that's uh, Bobby Hill. 
uh, Pamela Segal Adelon, or I think it's just Adelon right now, was the voice Derek. And you can hear the similarities in the voices uh, between Derek, Jenrick, and Bobby Hill because they both they both have that. That's my purse. I don't know you. I don't know you. <laughs> So 108 she's got, degrees. There's some show on now that's supposed to be quite good. I keep blanking on uh, with Better Things. I think it's called something on FX. It, may, it might be over by this point, but Better it's supposed things. to be really No, good. that's the name of the show. So did you guys see the original air date? Oh, yeah. It was the 96 election. Bob yeah, Dole yeah, and Bill Clinton. Is... Yeah, Bob Dole. Yeah. Bob yeah, Dole. At the same time Bob as Dole, the... Yeah, uh, yeah. Possibly my favorite, the uh, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Episode. Oh, God, yeah. Air and read around then. Yeah, uh, we don't want to see you holding hands with your opponent in public. We are merely exchanging long protein strands. If you know a better way to do it, I'd like to see it. <laughs> Abortions for some, minimalized <laughs> for others. <laughs> abortions, for, abortions for no one. Boo. Very well. Abortions for all. Boo. All right. Abortions for some. Miniature American flags for others. Yay. Oh, man. I can do a podcast episode about that. Oh, please <laughs> oh, do. Right. Just that one segment of that yeah. is just amazing. Don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. I, I have a bumper sticker of that. <laughs> nice. Uh, Perot punching punching his his hand vote for the third party throw your vote away throw your vote away do, do those hats have a name? I'd be curious. Cause we we see one of those on uh, on the mother in this episode of Bobby's World too. That sort of like fragile looking campaign hat. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. It's a. I thought it was like a southern thing, but I I don't know. I, 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 are you talking about like the fedora top hat, like the straw? I, 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 yeah, but it's like white and not as tall, you know. Yeah, that. Yeah, I noticed. But that. Anyway, compare. No, no, no. I mean, these are the, it's the little things that uh, we pick up on in this episode. So anyway, they're helping Bobby out, and they're not giving him the best of advice. And he goes to brother, basically tells him, "You gotta be dirty. You gotta, you gotta get in on the mudslinging," which is shitty advice on uh, principle alone, but he literally thinks that mudslinging is taking mud and throwing it at people, people who might vote for him. And yeah, it's exactly starting rumors. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, uh, yeah, real politicians have to th sling mud. And he, so he throws mud like at his opponent and then she drops out of the race. And he's like, hey, I win by default. And then Jackie's like, well, no, I'm going to run against you. Good. He deserved it. Yeah. Bobby, I don't approve of your campaign methods. You will when I'm king. No, I won't. And it's not king, it's president. Oh, I almost forgot. Mudslinging. You're gonna like this, Jackie. It's the funnest part of my whole campaign. Oh, you got it all over my new dress! Politicians say if you can't take the mud, get off the playground. Does it, Bobby? I can no longer manage your campaign. The two-party system must be maintained. And since Cynthia has dropped out, I'm going to run in her place. Hey! Am I in 
in trouble. He's a dumbass. But I love the way he's bouncing up and down. He's like, yay, yay, I went by default. I went by yeah. default. And he's, you, you see the angle of him just flailing his arms and legs up and down. And, and she's like, no, that's, you know, I can't be here for this. I'm it's almost as if a child who doesn't understand anything is running for president. <laughs> that, that feels unfamiliar for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's not very relevant at all these oh, days. No, no. no. So we got to commercial at the Elephant's Lodge. Uh, they've all got their little elephant's hat on, and uh, they've got uh, two people running, uh, the, the right wing and the left wing, and they make some really corny-ass jokes <laughs> in the process. Yeah, they meet, in the, they meet in the middle, and they say, now we're just chicken. And But but everybody's eating it up in there. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I think it also plays into the, you know, Midwesterner tropes. So basically, Uncle Ted comes out, and he... Uh, makes his promises. Uh, one one of them was the deep fried Fridays, or or sounds absolutely disgusting, but typical of of something you'd find out in in the Midwest. Well, I did um, have a bite of a deep fried stick of butter at the Iowa State Fair once, and it oh may wow. have, And I love butter, but that may have been one of the grossest things I've ever tasted. Like I just I ugh, I don't get it. <laughs> I could never try deep fried Oreos or deep fried anything other than vegetables. I mean, they, they, yeah. I, I, I remember. I, I wouldn't recommend it. Well, they, I don't know if the place still exists, but there used to be a, a restaurant in Brooklyn called the chip shop, which was opened by a guy from Britain who came over and opened this restaurant where you could bring your own food and have it deep fried. Like they would deep fry anything that you brought them. I don't understand how that was allowed to operate or if it still does operate, but it seemed very strange to me. Especially considering all the different stuff that could have gone into that fryer. Like imagine the tastes that whatever you bring in picked up from, you know, previous customers. Yeah. I don't know how they managed that at all. Like, uh, I don't know. I, it was one of those things I was intrigued by, but not enough to ever seek it out and go there. Interesting, not to go too off the subject, but in England, I, I was watching the news years ago, and there was a an idea that to get kids to eat vegetables, they would dip the veggies in chocolate. Okay, like they would have, you would have uh, milk chocolate broccoli, milk chocolate onions, milk chocolate zucchini. People thought this was a good idea. I, I'm less disturbed about the people who thought it was a good idea and more the people who thought it was a good idea to eat it. And I'm just getting gross thinking about it. <laughs> you're uh, you're talking to someone who may have uh, bought chocolate hummus for the first time uh, about two weeks ago here. You and, know, see us, yeah, it work, works with strawberries and nothing else. Uh, uh, chocolate hummus and celery is not a tasty well, thing. Uh, as, a, as a Middle Eastern Levantine individual, I can tell you I have some heavy thoughts on chocolate hummus. And, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that for another podcast. Yeah, the speech, uh, he deep fried Fridays, and uh, what else am I missing? Uh, ain't over till, you know, we said we touched on the ain't over till the fat lady sings. Um, his campaign promises, uh, uh, yeah, there were three of them. Um, I don't know. They were all dumb. I don't. I don't remember specifically. Pretty much, but the, it doesn't matter because the the crowd ate it up. Why did the elephant cross the road? Well, it was the chicken's day off. The chicken's day off. Come on. And in conclusion, I want to say I think we should have double cheese night, no tip night, and best of all, all 
Fried Fridays. Uh, so Bobby goes to school and he makes those same corny ass jokes because, uh, uh, that his uh, uncle made. Uh, and uh, he made all the weird promises and the kids are just not buying it because they don't understand what the hell he's talking about. It really is a parallel to 2016. Oh, entirely. Except it, that people aren't buying his bullshit. <laughs> yeah, we were much smarter back in 1996. I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> 20 years foreshadowing the, uh, the mess that we would be in right now. So, of course, Bobby loses 18 to 2. <laughs> 18 to 2. Did Bobby vote for himself? I, uh, yes. Uh, yeah, he voted for himself. But the second person who voted for him was Jackie. And why Uncle, was Uncle Ted didn't vote for himself. Well, Uncle Ted didn't vote for himself, <laughs> which is probably why he lost. Uh, but Jackie voted for Bobby in the class race. That was a very generous thing to do because she wanted to teach him uh, about what it takes to be a candidate and to be a president. And she resigns and Bobby wins because she stepped down. So it's kind of like Mohammed me Mountain. Uh, and Bobby's thinking that he accomplished something, and he didn't, but she gives him a big kiss, and he's still grossed out by it. And now if President Bobby will come forward and accept his presidential responsibility... Take these symbols of your presidential office and clean them. Well... I did find out one thing, Jackie. Being king, I mean being president, isn't what I thought. There's no castle, no free lunches. <laughs> yep, Bobby, I knew that. Hey, let's play dodgeball! <laughs> but being president does have a few advantages. <laughs> Yeah. So guys, I gotta. I hate to hop in right now, but my uh, apparently my garage just flooded from that storm. So I'm gonna like step away for five to ten minutes. If you guys want to just keep discussing toward the end of the episode, I just want need to check on that quickly, and I'll hop hop back on in maybe ten minutes or so yeah, when we get to the serial point or whatever. But I'm just gonna mute my line, and uh, I'll, okay. I'll be back in a few minutes. All right. Good luck with that. All right. Oh my All god. Right, So the basement was flooded and you went out and you, you took care of it. You threw out the rug. Anything else of value that you lost in that pop-up burst? Nothing of, of note. Some mildly sentimental stuff, like little decorations from my daughter's birthday a couple weeks before that. And then just some Christmas wrapping papers and whatnot. So yeah, I, I overall was spared. Hey, listen, don't knock the Christmas wrapping. It comes in handy for all seasons. At least it does with me. <laughs> we'll be right back here on the frosted side. Uh, we're gonna wake up, you know who? Cakes never had those. They're good and they don't have chocolate or anything. Oh, you know who? I like them. Moms like cakes because it's low in sugar with no added colors or flavors. Kids like the big corn crunch. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Kicks. I'll never get them back. Kid tested, mother approved. So, uh, Eric, Kicks. I I've got a long history with this cereal, but I'm wondering, uh, wondering why Kicks. Why was that your choice? It was always the staple 
novelty breakfast cereal in my house. Like and, uh, up until a point where my dad, I remember he stepped on some kicks one morning on the kitchen floor and loudly bellowed, that's it. No more ball shaped cereals. <laughs> so, you know, I know it's important to eat kicks out of a steep sided bowl so that once you pour that milk in, they don't all go all over the place. <laughs> but no, I mean, I like, I like kicks in general because they have the right amount of sweetness without being too sweet. Like, you know, we're not, we're not going Frosted Flakes territory here. They also stand up to milk remarkably well, in my opinion. Yeah, these hold up good. Uh, Eating them now, I poured my bowl uh, like 15 minutes ago or so, and they're still, you know, doing quite well. Not to go too much inside baseball, but I uh, ate mine while we were working through some technical difficulties. So I've I've already polished off my bowl, but uh, I had a few couple with my kids, with my kid this morning, and I think they, they hold up cross-generationally as well <laughs> just a just a good all-around cereal so i mean that's really the thing with these though right like i mean me personally growing up this was like the closest thing to a real sugary cereal i was allowed oh so I, I i couldn't have anything with a cartoon mascot and usually, usually it was like the health food store cereals but this is that like in between point like just short of like the quote-unquote good cereals or Cartoony ones. Yeah, every once in a while we would get um, cocoa puffs, but that was a that was very few and far between. And, Which uh, I, I think we realized when and Dave and I did uh, looked into those and tricks are, we, we are did, yeah. the same product with yeah. just like different flavoring and a yes. little more sugar added to it. Right? Yes, yeah. that's true. Gentlemen, yes, sir. I want to ask you guys this: What do you think of the name Kicks? Does it do it for you? Yeah, short, sweet. One syllable, you know, it's it's got that it's got that radical X in there for the cool factor, you know. I, I don't know. I'm okay. I'm yeah, a, the, I'm a good there. There's something to it. I, I feel like that's why it works. That's why um, tricks works. It's just like this quick little kind of has meaning, but kind of doesn't. Yeah, the the X at the end. I uh, I like it too. As far as I know, I've never seen any like generic store brand of kicks, but I, I wonder what they would call it. You know, because another That's a good point. Another one of my favorite cereals is is Crispix, but the generic version always makes me laugh because it's just called crispy hexagons. <laughs> so like I, I don't know, would it be sweet so little true. corn balls? I don't know. <laughs> Round balls of corn yes. with a, with sweet. Not a big fan of the name, and I'll tell you why. Because anytime you have to add an X onto something, as Eric said, you try to make it sound rad to the extreme. <laughs> I feel like branding is trying too hard with the name uh, Kicks. Like, why not just K I C K S? Kicks. Ah, you say my ink with with the X. I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, we're playing, we're playing to kids, not adults here. Yeah, that's right. You can give kids a little credit, you know. You kicks. I don't know. It sounds like a metal band from the 1980s. When was it? When was it released? There was one. There was. Yeah. There, there oh, was probably around kicks, the same time. Probably the 80s. Well, Dave has the Wikipedia. Oh my goodness! No, I just looked it up. 1937. Oh fuck! Yeah. Well, then fuck anything I say. <laughs> right. So wow. I, mean, I, ha- I do have a theory about the name. It, it gets a little too into my nerdy niche interests as a uh, l- lawyer who did intellectual property law, but with trademark, 
if it's if it's something that's like really descriptive or a real word like K-A-C-K-S, the trademark isn't as strong and you know, it could potentially be descriptive or whatever. So the weirder, more more made up sounding a word is, the easier it is to defend later on. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that was the case in the 30s, but you know, getting into these serial makers heads, that, that, that could be something. I mean, I, the thing that always comes to my mind with kicks, I don't know if you guys remember this, was uh, no mascot, but its slogan is like buried away deeply. Like it was in every single commercial that a kid tested. Kid tested mother I think I remember that. Yeah. And I, I'm wondering if that worked on my mother. Like I was saying, like this is the closest thing to a sugary cereal we got. And like, I think it was like the marketing on this was like, it's the health cereal you, your kids will eat. And like, I, I think they did it and I think it's still working to this day. It seems to be yeah. that like little in-between point. Yeah. I noticed on the box that I bought the other day for this podcast that they've updated the slogan though. And now it's kid tested parent approved. Oh, and, they and as a father, I, I think I approve of that <laughs> change. The I agree. What do you guys think about the taste, Eric? Oh, I mean, like I said, it's it's been with me for my entire cereal eating life, so it's it's ingrained in my cabinet of tastes that I love. I like it. It triggers the nostalgia, <laughs> definitely. There, I mean, I thought I, I, I just enjoy the flavor of corn. Like, you know, I like popcorn. I like, you know, corn on the cob. You know, I like corn-based cereals. I mean, I guess it... It's helpful that there's corn in literally everything. Well, that's exactly what I was going to ask you, uh, gentlemen. What do you both think about the smell just from the standpoint? Because even before you pour the milk in, it smells like popcorn, at least from my standpoint. It smells like when you're walking into a movie theater and you're at the concessions and you smell popcorn. Now, on the contrary, that kind of sounds disgusting. Like, why would you want to have popcorn for breakfast? Wait, don't answer that. But uh, when you taste it, it, it it really doesn't taste like popcorn. It's just the smell, the aroma. Yeah, I think it's that it's that toasted corn s- smell yeah. because it's you know you're you're toasting corn in both instances, but the end product is very different. I put this out on Facebook and Instagram. Is it weird that people put syrup in their cereal like me? And I don't think I've ever admitted this to anybody except maybe my family because they were privy to it, but. I was a weird kid and not much has changed as uh, an adult, but when I when I didn't like milk, I put maple syrup in sometimes just to give it that extra flavor. Well, I, I put the milk in and it was okay, but it, it still smelled like cornmeal and a little bit of popcorn. And so I decided to give it a little bit of a kick. And it's not the maple syrup that Eric and I were talking about last week from your friends up in Maine. This is Market Basket brand syrup, 2% real maple. And I use that in quotes, and I, I drizzle <laughs> a little bit on, and it actually tastes like Vermont. <laughs> I like that. I, I can see that working, yeah, with this cereal in particular. In my household, we put real maple syrup on uh, plain Cheerios, and that's a really nice uh, nice combination. I like that but... idea. I think, I, bought, I think last year they put out like limited maple Cheerios at one point, and I tried it, and yeah, that, that flavor combo definitely works. Yeah. I mean, sometimes if we get a little wild with the kicks, uh, you know, we either put blueberries or sliced strawberries or you know if it's a big day maybe both you'd see that in a lot of the commercials you'd see a lot of uh, bananas or strawberries yeah i don't i'm not i don't like bananas in general but i mean it kicks 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 uh, stands up to fruit additions well i feel you can't, you can't just toss fruit in every in every cereal but yeah. yeah. So building off of that, something I never had that maybe you have, Eric, uh, 
Barry Barry kicks. Oh, a couple times. Early nineties, yeah, and was like their big, like maybe more kid friendly one because it had the. Yeah, I thought it was gross. Yeah, something about it, like the the fake Barry, it 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 wasn't quite kicks and it wasn't quite. uh, Yeah like a, a tricks kind of thing it well it did not work to me and you had like these like pinkish ones and kind of like the darker blue ones and then once you put the milk in the bowl they just kind of turned into this like murky purpley thing and it was like and it seeped into the like the regular kicks themselves and like would kind of turn them gray and it's like it's it just it was a totally from my point of view it was a totally unsatisfying breakfast experience so anybody out there is considering with the berry berry kicks if they still exist i i advise put real berries in your normal kicks it'll be a much more satisfying experience sorry about that guys yeah. i think we were uh, getting an extra bowl of cereal <laughs> maple syrup milk concoction brand kicks that's actually so not a bad did, idea. Did, Maple brand kicks. So I saw they have a honey one, which apparently has been around for ten or eleven years. Yeah, I saw I, that. I've never noticed. Never heard I of it. I feel like I feel like that could work. Like I feel, I feel like kind of similar to the maple, like like that little something extra of sweetness that could just be because I'm like, I've become a sugary cereal person because I was denied this as a kid. It sounds like adding something sweet to a sugar cereal that wasn't quite that sweet. I mean, I must, I'm a sweet tooth in general. Like I'm kind of uh fairly addicted to candy and whatnot with breakfast cereals. I don't like them. I don't like them sweet. And I wonder if that's just a reflection of how I ate them as a kid. That's funny to hear you with the opposite experience. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, it, it sounds like your, your uh, cereal menu was more restricted than mine. Like we didn't captain crunch and lucky charms and tricks. And, like those were all off limits, but we didn't usually have kicks. And every once in a while there was frosted flakes and, so the kicks was like my favorite, and then my right. my brother every once in a while for a treat would get golden grams. Oh, and yeah. those, yeah, those are those are terrific. Although those, I gotta say, do not stand up to milk at all. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Sorry, not so to, I, not to divulge. Not to no, divulge. no, no. I think you're right. We Dave and I were actually just talking before uh, you got on the line about how that's one of the cereals we haven't covered yet, and uh, mm. I, I, I think we're a little overdue with that one because I, I have strong opinions. It is a good but, one. Um, so something you were saying there in all of that was like calling cereal breakfast cereal. Like the more I think about it, like a lot of these sweet ones, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want early in the morning these days, like first thing getting up, like, but like as like a sna- uh, like 10 o'clock at night before bed sort of snack. Like, I, I think that's when I want the, the sugary cereals, the thought of something really, really sweet when you first wake up on like a middle of the week sort of day does sound kind of off putting now that you mention it. This sounds like a uh, post-quarantine, I'll get together and do a blind taste test kind of move. Um, so, Dave, any history with this cereal? I know you didn't have quite as much cereal as a child, and you know, I guess you described adding the maple syrup as a kid. Was this one you had and would have done that with, or are you coming to Kicks new now? I think I think he's enjoying it right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> so, D- Dave, did you have kicks as a kid? Not really, because I learned about it later on in life, and I learned about it from, uh, excuse me, a lot of the commercials that Eric mentioned, Kid Tested Mother Approved, and that was maybe like when I was 10 or 11 
And like I said, it, the branding really didn't appeal to me uh, until yeah. just now. And right now, uh, and I got to admit, I am very impressed by this choice because spoiled by a lot of the the honeycomb and the Fruit Loops that we all enjoyed growing up. And th- this was one I just it never it never really did it for me. I never really tried it. This is the first time I actually ever tried it. And that's a confession. So for me, it's kind of like an epiphany. It's like going to the movie theaters back when people used to go out and do stuff. (laughs) And it smells like you're waiting in line for Star Wars or whatever. (laughs) And you're smelling the popcorn. It's like sugar pops almost. I I haven't tried corn pops yet either. But this is something that I can imagine corn pops kind of tasting like. And it was good, but I wanted to give it, like I said, a little bit of flavor. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So we're came up we're with my own concoction. You, yeah, I like it. Thank you. Were were either of you the uh Dave, I know you've got at that this before as as childhood goes, Eric, I'm not sure for you. Uh were either of you the like dry cereal snackers as a kid? Because I'd even bring like a little sandwich baggie to school, like some sort of cereal here or there. Mm. I feel like this is one of those ones that would kind of hold up to that well as like a good little snack when Dave mentions like munching on popcorn. It's it's almost that kettle corn experience or something. I can see like having a little baggie of this and enjoying it eric sorry i was muted um oh yeah. that happens yeah i had a yeah, i was an indiscriminate cereal snacker when i was a kid but i would also eat just as much of it with milk in a bowl i was uh, i was a lot bigger as a kid than i am now and uh, so like, i i would eat a lot and uh sometimes i would plow through a whole box of kicks in a day essentially you know a couple bowls for breakfast bowling at home from school like just snacking them right out of the box like oh there's not much left in the box now might as well just empty it right into the bowl you know did you ever have like a little baggie that your your parents oh, yes. would put in for you to go to school during lunch like a lot yes of, i'm sure you you'll do it with your kid and dave i'm sure you'll do it with your your daughter i saw it when i was teaching put the cereal in the little baggie and we did it as kids Well, there's this whole line of products now marketed as like snacks for little, little children, just called quote unquote puffs, but it's just easily dissolving pieces of cereal. It's it's honestly brilliant marketing, if you ask me. (laughs) Repackaging cereal as kids food. Yeah, I mean, we we do a lot of Cheerios in this house, but I think uh, this might lead to the resurgence of, uh, of kicks in my life. Well, nice. Well, we're, we're, we're glad to help out. Sure we like in. to do a community service to all of our friends in real life and on Facebook. We like to bring back nostalgia, especially during these trying times of 2020. So yeah. at least you're enjoying I appre- I appreciate you're that. Falling the holes in your basement. Dave, did you see that one today? Oh, my God. Yeah, the, the, the old well that uh, somebody found under like an, old, an addition that they just like put on top of a well without actually capping it. Oh, did they like fall into it? Yes, <laughs> yes, they did. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, oh. they're fine, thank, thankfully. But yeah, like thir- they fell like thirty feet down a down a dark pit in their like living room <laughs> into oh, an old well. Naturally, it's in New Bedford. Of course, not too far from. I feel Lizzie like Borden. this was happening with sinkholes a couple years ago. Like every every couple months, you hear about someone just falling into a hole. Yeah, sinkholes are more of a Florida thing because of the limestone. Well, Dave, your mom's from Florida, so she can probably attest to that. Well, she she was out of there by two years old or so. Oh, that's right, the army base. 
just I guess sort of wrapping up, uh, Eric. Thanks for uh, bringing me back to two things that, like, I think I didn't realize I was nostalgic for either of these. As Dave said, like, the show is about nostalgia, and like, both of these have brought me back to the point mm. where I just, you know, snuck out and got a second bowl of kicks, and uh, I watched a second episode of Bobby's World actually earlier today. So, oh, you're entirely welcome. I've uh, I've watched a couple likes for myself. Anyone out there who who is listening, we've had some trouble in the past digging up some of these shows on YouTube here or there. But uh, I forget what the name of the channel is, but the uh, the Bobby's World stuff seems really easily accessible on there, and they're fairly high quality clips and you know name an episode, and I've been able to find it so far. So easy to get and watch now. Eric, any final thoughts on revisiting these, or I don't know if you have anything you'd like to plug, or you know, yeah. Why don't you promote you your friend's maple syrup? <laughs> I'll promote oh, sure, yeah, maple yeah. syrup up in Maine that you were telling me about while we're on the subject, because I'm yeah. kind of intrigued to take a little drive up to Maine when things start to calm down. Oh well, yeah, right up there on the New Hampshire line in uh, Brownfield, Maine, is a place called Saphound. They harvest their own sap and they boil it down and that's literally all they do and yeah. it mailed to you and it's delicious and it's oh, uh, certified organic comes from maine that comes in the mail can't beat it saphound.com there that's you go awesome. and uh i might start to i'm i think i'm starting to get back into fish again you know as long as i can grow my locks nice and long which uh, <laughs> might re- require a stop over to dr robert de stefano or dr robert leonard first so i can actually grow some hair <laughs> i actually just got my first haircut of uh of life during covid today did you really yes i did no how'd yes. that go at, ho- at home or at home yes. no i got it at home it was uh well my friend who normally cuts my hair now, is your friend a professional? Is it anybody oh, yeah. that we know from the crew in Providence, or is it just somebody who took a little dish, like a bowl, and put it, put it <laughs> over your head and did it? No, 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 no. It's a, it's a professional. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. No, he's, no he's DIY. A, he's he's a very accomplished stylist, and he does hair design and like makes wigs for theater productions and nice uh, cool yeah his he's he's also an uh, his alter ego is a drag queen named. Uh, Gloria Gardenberger. Ooh. Yes. So <laughs> it is Pride seen... Month, so absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Gloria. Uh, so uh, his uh, non-stage name, his haircutting name is Michael Dates. So if you need, right. ha- well, need a haircut and you're in the uh, East Hampton, Massachusetts area, you know, you can look up Michael Dates. The next time I'm out there, there absolutely. First, I, like I said, I have to grow some hair first. And yeah. uh, I've been doing the uh, shaving Thank goodness for hats, which is about 95% of my Facebook pictures anyway. So covers up whatever, whatever Sahara Desert in the back of my head. <laughs> there you go. Anywho, well, glad you got your hair cut. And Eric, thank you so much for joining us on the Frosted Side program. I'll see you soon. Keep on trucking and uh, have a great night. Dave, you have anything else to promote? Um, nothing on my end. Just uh, echoing Dave's thanks, Eric, especially for dealing uh, with the um, technical issues we have with us. We really oh, see now you ruined it because on. when we edit it, we make it sound immaculate. Now the people are going to listen <laughs> to it thinking, "Oh my God, what was going on?" <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think we're going to have to go into the flood a little bit when we record an intro for this. Yes, that we was, will. That was really All right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, thank you again, Eric. We really appreciate it. And uh, oh, thanks for having. Eric, you the man. Anytime you want to come.
come on. We'll uh, have this out pretty soon. And thank you guys for listening. Don't forget Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and tune in wherever podcasts are available. Feel free to download it and check out my new website, DaveMorrison.net. If you're a business in the Boston area or anywhere and you're looking for a professional voice talent to voice your commercial, DaveMorrison.net and DavidDaveMorrison.net is my email. For Dave Linquist, I'm Dave Morrison. Have a great week, everybody. Stay safe. Thanks, guys. Well, that's our show. So until next time. Wait. Howie, you've been in the show just like that? What do you mean? Who made you the boss? You can't just decide to end the show yourself. What do you suggest we do? Where have you been? Let's vote. Okay, fine. All those in favor of ending the show now, raise your hand. Now that's fair.